Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 181 of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn. Thank you so very much for listening in once again this week. And look, we've got things to do today. We've got topics to, to discuss today for uh, for the show. So as as you might as you might look on your on your social media pages on Instagram and on Twitter, that we are slowly beginning to ramp things up. I know my Microsoft subscription was uh, was re- finally renewed yesterday, so I'm gonna up, uh, uh, crank out some graphics for you guys this season, probably more so than last year. I actually have my graphics for the NFL season ready to go for uh, for the um, <coughs> for, for my preseason prediction special, which is going to come out in the next two weeks. Of course, I have a template set up for uh, unveiling my NFL picks. I I looked at my results from last year for picking the games against the spread. We'll get into that in in two weeks. So, but but th- there there are things that I want want to cover on today's podcast, and and first, and, and I think the, the a couple of main topics in baseball that that I want to want to go after, and particularly uh, the Yankees and the Mets and the and and the results of the Subway Series. I'll get into what, what, uh, what about how the Kevin Durant in, uh, return to Brooklyn uh, shapes the rest of the Eastern Conference uh, battlefield for. This upcoming season, I'll get into uh, the, the opinions on Tom Brady potentially not have signed in Tampa Bay after all, and possibly go somewhere else. So we'll we'll get into those those topics, but I we 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 have to begin with 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 what what went down this weekend this week in the Bronx because I think the New York Yankees. I have found their mojo again. I believe that the Yankees have slowly but surely regained some confidence in the worst possible way over the past three days. They beat Alec Manoa on Sunday. They beat Max Scherzer on Monday night against the Mets, and then on on and then last night on Tuesday it, it was it was a battlefield game. The Yankees took the lead in the seventh. They overcame a couple of other own mistakes early on. And I think the Yankees overall had a very successful week after what was an abysmal first uh, first twenty days of the month of August for the Bronx Bombers, and I think the rest of the American League should be screwed about this. I mean, there there were there were some some hopes for for teams that are in the wild card conversation for going deep into the playoffs, maybe thinking. An, an ups, upstart chance to play the Astros in the American League Championship Series. I I, I think th- those teams are so, are suddenly frightened again because the the, the New York Yankees are, are 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 playing some good baseball again. That that their their pitching was has been really good. Domingo Herman was excellent on Monday, uh, and then Frankie Montas it needed needed a strong start in the worst possible way. He went five and two thirds, gave up two runs. I'll, I would take it if I'm the Yankees. So, but um, but the the pitching uh, against a very very tough Mets team that they they found a way to come uh, to come through. And and how about Clark Schmidt? Clark Schmidt was called up uh, recently because the Yankees have been decimated with injuries 
in the bullpen with Clay Holmes and Michael King not being available. I I think the, the, the Clark Schmidt had had the best outing of his of his major league career on 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 Tuesday night in the Bronx. Now he he was asked to get ten outs, but he got nine. But but he he did not give up a run. The uh, so that Walney Peralta came in and got the final out of the game last night. But if you are a fan of the of, of the Yankees and and you're looking at at the outlook going forward, John Carl Stan is expected to be activated off the injured list tomorrow. That changes everything for the Yankees. The Yankees need John Carl Stan in the lineup to take the pressure off of everyone else, and you 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 could sense the the, the amount of the amount of pressure that. So that guys like Donaldson, like kind of Falefa, like uh, like Aaron Hicks and and like Glaber Torres were feeling in the absence of Giancarlo Stanton. Now that Stanton is back, it takes the pressure off of everybody else in the lineup, like Aaron Judge, like DJ LeMahieu, like Anthony Rizzo. And and, and I want to say something about Aaron Judge. Congratulations to Aaron Judge for win- for locking up the the AL MVP last night. Aaron Judge has been amazing in the absence of John Carl Stanton. And I'll, and I'll give you a nugget about um, about Aaron Judge without with since John Carl Stanton got hurt. So this is the last 27 games. He is batting 316, 12 homers, 26 RBIs, a 1200 OPS. That is MVP stuff. And if Aaron Judge w- was w- did not produce the way he has, the Yankees would not have had an eight-game lead in the American in the ALE. So th- their lead probably would have been two games, three games at this point. The Astros would have run away to be the one seed in the American League, and 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 the and the Astros can walk their way to the World Series. But the Yankees are, are finding ways to win Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. On the heels uh, of a, an upcoming West Coast road trip that that features the likes of the A's and the Angels. Now, uh, the both both teams have been bad, but and by always a, a West Coast trip isn't easy. So, but 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 the Yankees uh, can can start to go on this nice little win streak, uh, uh, separate themselves from the rest of the division, and and have and have the other four teams of the division duking out for wild cards. In, in in the American League, so I think the uh, the Yankees uh, w- winning uh, the, these last three games was gigantic, not only for the Yankees but for the state of the American League wild card race for uh, uh, for the season. So uh, uh, so we'll we'll get into to more of the Yankees, and I expect them to take care of business this weekend against against the Oakland A's. I want to go to, to, to the flip side about uh, of this, and that's the Mets. And I, I think the Mets are the, are the most playoff-ready team in the National League. I think that the, uh, the Mets, but when, when you look at all the world playoff contenders of the National League, are the most battle-tested team uh, in the National League. That they, they are mentally the toughest. That they, they are the most well coached. They are the most well disciplined. I think the Mets uh, are f- finding uh, find ways to to win a series in Philadelphia over the weekend. Well, with without Max Scherzer, without Jacob Degrom, against a very tough team, even without Bryce Harper, that they 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 were very tough. That they, they found a way to win three out of four games. Uh, against a, a division against a division rival, a, a current wild card holder 
on the road uh, with with a team decimated by injuries. And, of course, the comeback on Sunday was amazing. Mark Canna's two big home runs, one of the seventh and one of the top of the ninth inning off David Robertson. That, that, that was majestic in and of itself. And, 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 you, and you look at the guys who have stepped up d- during, during the Metton streak, and which... Which, 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 think about this. In, in the last 27 games, which, which featured 18 games against the Phillies, the Braves, and the Yankees. So the, 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 the Mets went 18 to 9 in that stretch. So, so, and yes, the Braves are, are creeping up and they, they've been the best team in baseball since June 1st. So, but, but the, but the Mets continuing to hold their own, continuing to find ways to win games. Um, against against difficult opponents in tough spots, uh, that 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 is noteworthy, and 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 this is a roster. Yeah, you you look at Scherzer, Degrom. You think of Chris Bassett. I, I Chris Bassett has been outstanding since the trade deadline. Uh, you, you you think of Starling Marte. You think of Brandon Nimmo at the top of the order. You look at Pete Alonso. Alonso's been slumping a little bit, but he he's going to get his mojo back soon. Francisco Lindor has been has has been really good. Jeff McNeil has been on fire uh, since the end of July. The the Mets have all the ingredients. To, to, to be uh, to, uh, to take on the Dodgers in a potential playoff series, and and we we, we may very well get an NLCS preview next week when the Dodgers visit the Mets at City Field, and it's going to be all sorts of fun. I know Jacob Degrom is supposed to pitch. If Buck Showalter is smart, he would have Max Scherzer pitch on Saturday to line him up for the last game of that series on Thursday afternoon. I I think all things being considered, I I think the uh, the Mets. Uh, yes, yes, they got swept by the by the Yankees. They they, they woke the Yankees up in, in my mind. So, but but for for the, for the Mets uh, to uh, to stay in first place, I think it's noteworthy. And and after the Dodgers uh, series uh, finishes up in in on September first, the, the 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 next eight series are the following: versus the Nationals. At the Pirates, at the Marlins, versus the Cubs, versus the Pirates for four. At Milwaukee, at Oakland, versus Miami before a big series with the Braves potentially that last weekend. The, the Mets can easily win 20, 22, 23 games in, in, in that span. I think the Mets are, are a team that, that, that with, with Scherzer, with DeGrom, that they are, they are primed to, to make a run. At a, at a world championship this year, with with all things being considered. Now, the biggest year fought for the Mets, and I've I've been saying this all year. I've been saying this all year on RisingApple.com. I've been saying this all year uh, for uh, for fans. I've been saying this all year on Twitter. The biggest year fought for the Mets is their bullpen, and the, the Mets should be disappointed that they didn't add a left-handed reliever at, at the trade deadline, like like Andrew Chafin. Um, like like Brock Burke from from, from the Rangers, the, the, the those things are, are are probably it's probably the one thing on the roster that that's gonna that might bite them in the ass. But when when it comes to, to facing guys like Freddie Freeman and and Max Muncie and Matt Olson and 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 if he comes back, Ozzy Albies in in a in a potential playoff series. So so I we need to stress the positives for the Mets. 
but 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 we do need to keep in mind uh, that there is one big roster hole uh, that that teams uh, can exploit uh, uh, come October uh, when when it comes to the New York Mets. Okay, so the Brooklyn Nets announced on Tuesday that. Kevin Durant is coming back to Brooklyn to play for the Nets this season after a summer of turmoil with a lot of trade rumors. Kevin Durant uh, accepting, uh, requesting a trade and then rescinding that request. So, and so a summer full of drama is over and now the Brooklyn Nets ca- can actually look forward to playing some basketball for the 2022-2023 season. And... I think that, that that's kind of a big deal when you look at the scope of the Eastern Conference. Now, I think the Nets are a team that can win a playoff series this year. I, 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 and I know that James Harden is not there. So, but Kevin Durant is, is one of the, is one of the six or seven best players in the NBA going into the, uh, into this upcoming season. And, and his ability to take over a game, I, I think it's noteworthy. Uh, for uh, for um, all the intents and purposes, being a multiple time Finals MVP, being uh, being an MVP himself, is that I I think the Brooklyn Nets have a chance to to be excellent this season. So uh, in in in, ter- in terms of how they stack up with the rest of their Eastern Conference rivals, and you and and they're, they're basically five teams. So uh, that 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 you you can say are above the rest, and then you can cut a line. You, you obviously the defending Eastern Conference champions, the Boston Celtics. You have Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. You have Jimmy Butler and the Miami Miami Heat, and then <clears throat> you have Joel Embiid and James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, so, so, some of the things that, that 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 have been coming up about the Nets for this upcoming season are a, a multitude of things and. When when you look in when you look on the outside, I I really like some of the uh, some of the uh, the things on the roster now. Ben Ben Simmons, they they've been talking about him playing center this season. I I think that's going to be a big flaw for for this team uh, this season is that they they don't have a legit big man up front now. So and they 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 sacrificed that in the James Harden trade. Uh, last uh, um, a year and a half ago. So, but but there there are things I like uh, uh, on the roster. I, I like Seth Curry. I like uh, Blake Griffin. I like uh, Joe Harris. Now Joe Harris uh, need, need, needs to come back healthy. T.J. Warren needs to come needs to come back healthy. Nick Claxton uh, is, is is someone who, uh, is is youngster uh, youngster from Georgia that that I, that I like as well at, for, for depth purposes. So, but I, I, it's it's going to be a, a difficult task for for Steve Nash uh, to to coach up Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving together because let let let's face it, last year was a complete another disaster for Kyrie Irving uh, when when you when you look at uh, him not being able to play, his comments about the COVID vaccine, not being able to get vaccinated, not being able to play in, in the Nets home games. So I I, I think the Nets. Have have a chance to be a top four team in the Eastern Conference. I I I would put them. Uh, I would put them behind Milwaukee and Boston. I would put uh, I would put them in the three four five category with Miami, Philadelphia, and Brooklyn. I think Miami would be a little bit higher up because I think they have the superior head coach and Eric Spolstra. So, I'm, but but I, I I'm still under the belief that 
if Chris Middleton was healthy, the 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 uh, for the Boston series, the uh, the Bucks would have won a championship last year. So I I I think him coming back is is going to make a huge difference for Milwaukee. I think. Uh, I, I think you're going to see Milwaukee win another championship this year, and and, and you're going to see, uh, see a, a lot of what ifs uh, co- coming when it comes to Kevin Durant with how he with how he handled things uh, throughout the course of, of the off season. Now, Kevin Durant is going to be 34 years old, uh, turning on uh, going going on 35, and th- there's going to be a point in time where Father Time is going to catch up to him. And Kevin Durant, in my mind, is one of the 20 greatest players in history. Of the NBA, and and he, and he, he he's on, and he's going to be in the Hall of Fame uh, on on his first ballot. So I I, I think the, the Kevin Durant coming back uh, is is a big loss for for Durant, and I and I think a big win in my mind for for Sean Marks and company. And, and you know I I I think the um I think the Nets. Uh, had had obviously had had to tread uh, some some as uh, some stormy waters this, this summer when when you looked at the uh, all the crazy rumors of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving potentially uh, trading Kyrie Irving for Russell Westbrook, which didn't make any sense at, at all. So, but but I th- I think Shaw Marks uh, play played the Kevin Durant game brilliantly. Uh, and that, uh, he, that he he made 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 the comments uh, about Kyrie Irving. Uh, ha- had to acknowledge, uh, had to tell Kevin Durant to to, uh, to look in the crystal mirror and and say he possibly and uh, th- think about the mis- uh, about the decision he made that to recruit Kyrie Irving to come with him to Brooklyn. So so now now you've got marks. Now now you've got you you've, you have a, a season where the, the the Nets can actually focus on on playing basketball. And I, and I think that that's going to pay some huge, huge dividends for for the for the Nets uh, this, this this upcoming season. Well, I, and I mean, last year could could not have gone any worse than it did. I mean, they barely made the playoffs uh, 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 through through the playing game, and they, they could have easily been, been the ten seed in the Eastern Conference last year. But 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 give give, give the Nets credit for. Uh, for closing out the season the way they did on that four-game winning streak, uh, and 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 then then you look at a, a team like um, the Nets and where, where they are, and and of course they can compete with with, with the likes of the Eastern Con- uh, of Eastern Conference uh, rivals this season. So I think the Nets are going to be in uh, in a world of in, a world of intrigue when it comes to. This upcoming season for the NBA, and and, and how about the NBA uh, c- cutting the Nets' primetime uh, national TV schedule in half, thinking that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving were not go- were were not going to be Nets in, uh, next year? So, so that 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 so that obviously didn't work out for the NBA. Now I think that that they can easily flex games into the schedule and and, and all of that if if things be if things become uh, dicey for. Uh, for the uh, for the picture in the in the Eastern Conference um, at toward the end of the season, so I I, I the the Nets are, are going to be a team to watch this upcoming season. I'm still I I still believe that Milwaukee is the team to beat. I still think Giannis is the best player in the NBA. I I think the Celtics uh, the, the the way they formed and the way they gelled d- during the playoffs and and, ha- and how they grew. 
I think that is 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 a trim, uh, is a tremendous sign for them. I think the Celtics are, are 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 have a really good chance to return to at least the Eastern Conference Finals, and, and I think they're pro- they're the biggest threat to the Bucks in the Eastern Conference. But when, when you look at the talent and the coaching, and and the, and, and t- taking the the dynastic Warriors six games in the NBA Finals, I think that 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 is noteworthy for for the Celtics going forward. So, so, so the Eastern Conference is going to it's going to be fun with with those teams at the top and 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 how and how they see themselves and how they position themselves go, go, going uh go, going into the playoffs. So I, I'm I'm looking forward to to, see, to seeing what happens uh, with with, uh, with with the talk over there. So, so now, how about some comments that that were raised by UFC President Dana White? Over the, over the weekend, and and this has to do with with what 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 went down with uh with the Tom Brady sweepstakes two two off seasons ago uh, with uh with one one of his suitors, and one of the suitors was the Raiders, and Dana White said uh in comment in comments that. Yeah, he 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 claimed that Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski were were set to join the Raiders in 2020 before as before John Gruden said no. And John Gruden said that I was was wanted to stay loyal to Derek Carr, and and and, and that's that's where uh, it, it it came up with that. So listen, a couple of things are true with this. Number one. John Gruden was an was was a freaking disaster with with, with the Raiders. I mean, it, it it was it was it was obvious from from the first season of, of the of the of the John Gruden uh, error in, in in with the Raiders. I mean, so the the way they play that twenty eighteen season, you know, they get they they, they lose to to uh, to guys like Nicky Mullins. They lose um, a, a a lot of. The, a, a lot of games, and then 2019, the, the way that that season ended was a disaster. 2020 was a disaster. The Antonio Brown saga, um, and the, uh, the uh, and then of course the emails that came out uh, saying that with uh, the with his derogatory comments, and then him getting fired, and Derek Carr leading the Raiders to the playoffs after the John Gruden uh, situation passed by him. But I, I, but what's also true is I, I still don't believe the Raiders are out of the of the dysfunction yet. Now, Mark Davis like likes to throw a lot of things around, and Mark Davis is 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 one of the loudest owners in the NFL when when it comes to commentary. One of the loudest in the NFL when when it comes to saying to saying things to the press to to to. to uh, to make the franchise feel good, to deflect themselves from the from the real dysfunction, but I I think Derek Carr is handling this brilliantly. Now I don't think the Raiders are are are, are making the playoffs this year with the with with, with the in, insane amount of talent that's in the division, but I I think Derek Carr is 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 saying all the right things when when it, when it comes to to, uh, to, to that and. Is Derek Carr insists that he's not bothered by it at this point. Uh, so yeah, he uh, put things in perspective uh, for when, when he when he looked at the comments as saying that 
that the same that the same day um, he learned of someone uh, of of the death of someone close to a Raiders staff member, which which really which really uh, distracted him from from the comments about it's about about Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski not not going there, but. But Derek Carr is, is, is he wants he's focused on football. He's focused on week one of the NFL season and and a very tall task of playing the Los Angeles Chargers on the road uh, at SoFi Stadium in week number one. I, that that is the mindset that that uh, Derek Carr should have, and I, I I think it's brilliant. I think he I think he's well spoken of that. And if you, if you are a fan of the of, of the Raiders, and you you have to be be sick to your stomach uh, hear, hearing those comments because I, I I like Derek Carr. I I I think Derek Carr is the eleventh best quarterback in the NFL. So, uh, but but to, uh, but you can't pass up the opportunity to have the greatest quarterback in the history of the National Football League and uh, uh, for uh, uh, to have a play for for a four year team. That 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 is an easy first guess about uh, uh, about that, and the and and the, the Raiders had a minus sixty point differential the last season, even though they made the playoffs. And I, and I just think that that the Raiders are in the wrong conference at the wrong time uh, when it comes to them making the playoffs for for twenty twenty two with with the way the AFC West is is stacked up. Now I'm going to give you a couple of other ticks, a couple of other n- news stories around the NFL that I think are are worth no no are, are worth considering. How about the, the the situation with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson? Now Lamar Jackson uh, uh, was re- reportedly uh, was offered more money uh, f- uh, for a contract than. Uh, than Kyle Murray was, which was two hundred thirty million dollars. But the Ravens are facing an uphill battle, according to Jay Glazer of uh, of Fox Sports, to get an extension done, as the quarterback wants a fully guaranteed contract. Now, two things are two factors came into this. Number one, Deshaun Watson got a fully guaranteed contract from from the Browns. Another thing, Kyler Murray, who is who is a more inferior quarterback than Lamar Jackson, gets gets more money than Baker than Deshaun Watson, two hundred thirty and a and a half million for for Kyler Murray. So, I I referenced in about a few weeks ago that I cannot put Lamar Jackson any lower than number six. For best quarterbacks in the NFL, I I, I think it is it's it's going to be uh, going to be important for Eric DaCosta to to play his hands uh, players hands right because Lamar Jackson means everything to this offense of, of, of both both now and in the future. Lamar Jackson is one one of the most prolific playmakers at the quarterback position in the NFL. He's a league league MVP. All, all, all he does is win games. Now we we do see it in the playoffs. He's only won one playoff game in his in his NFL career, and I and I think he I, he he adjusted 
uh, uh, he, uh, he uh, adjusted his game last offseason for uh, uh, for the playoffs, uh, which is to be a better pocket passer, and we saw that in the comeback against the Colts on Monday night last year. So I think it would behoove the Ravens organization to uh, to break the bank for Lamar Jackson because yeah he is worth every single penny and and I and I think it's time for for the Ravens to get him to focus on football ra- rather than a contract negotiation which which is easily fixable. Also, how about the, the news in Carolina that Baker Mayfield is going to be the team starting quarterback for? Week number one of the NFL season, and dare I say, the Baker Mayfield revenge game uh, uh, in week one against the Browns in Carolina. I I think I think that the Panthers are gonna are gonna win that game. I think it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great sight. Now Baker Mayfield uh, had a completely dysfunctional mess. Now I destroyed Baker Mayfield uh, for for not making things better for for the Browns, but. The, the the Browns are a completely dysfunctional dumpster fire, uh, in in, ter- in terms of, uh, in, in terms of functionality in the NFL. I mean, Jimmy uh, Jimmy and D Haslam are completely misleading the entire fan base, and and you you you, you I don't know if you saw uh, some fans that are defending Deshaun Watson. I mean, what is this amateur hour? That that you 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 have to uh, I, there there are Browns fans that that need need to get out of the bubble they they've been living in the last twenty seasons because it, it's it's not getting any better because uh because of the situation over there so I I think the Browns are going to be uh and uh, are are going to be a mess while I think that the Panthers will finish with the same number of wins this year as the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> How about Cincinnati Bengals safety Jesse Bates, who d- didn't show up to training camp because of fail because of contract negotiations stalling? He he returned uh, uh, to the team th- this week, and he and he's going to be ready to go for week one of the NFL se- uh, of of the season. I think that that's a that's a big deal in a month itself for 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 for, for that and. And I do want to make make sure that we we address the Browns because since the last time we spoke, we are, we we um, talked about the, the Deshaun Watson new uh, situation, and he, and he was suspended for eleven games because uh, for and and fined of five million dollars for for violating the NFL's code of conduct policy. Now. Don't don't let the NFL spin this. Don't let the Cleveland Browns spin this. Don't let Deshaun Watson or anyone else spin this. The o- the only reason Deshaun Watson got an odd number of games uh, for for uh, for the suspension is because is because the fir- to make it so that Deshaun Watson's first game off suspension is in Houston taking down the Texans against his old team. So. I, I, it is only because they they're playing the Texans that the suspension is eleven games. No no other reason, and that 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 is a huge slap in the face uh, for uh, for public relations in in, in the in the NFL for uh, for, uh, for for the season. So 
I, I think you, if, if you are, if, if you are, if you are a victim of sexual assault, if you are a victim of sexual abuse, you have to feel sick to your stomach with, with, with the NFL placing ratings over, over the sanctity of women in, 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 in this situation. Uh, and of course, uh, the, the NFL was, was gonna, F, was gonna mess this up because it did. It did mess up, uh, on, on this, so. It's, so and five million dollars is all that that he gets fined. I mean, he, he he's gonna be making over two hundred million dollars over the next five, over the next five years. So it 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 is painful and and uh, uh, to uh, to see this come uh, uh, come to fruition like this. But no, knowing the NFL and knowing that corporations uh uh, uh place premiums on ratings and all that stuff. That's not going to change uh, the, the, the scope here for the, the NFL and how they handle sexual abuse uh, situations going forward. That's going to do it for this edition of Hooked on Sports. My name is John Flynn. Remember, follow this podcast on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram at jflizzy uh, and hooked underscore on sports. So this way you can get, get the latest takes of what's going on. In, in the world of sports. And until then, this is John Flynn saying so long. I'll be back here on the podcast next week. Have a wonderful week, everybody. So long.